You're listening to The Greatest Gift Podcast, where we empower and uplift parents by reminding them why they chose to give their children the gift of homeschooling. Our goal is to reframe and redefine the stereotype of homeschooled kids as we highlight the positives and explore the negatives with honesty and hope. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Greatest Gift Podcast. I'm your host, Jay. And I'm Bree. And we're so excited today to have a couple friends of the show. We have Harley Adams and Kara McKee. Y'all can say hi if you want to. Hi. <laughs> a very mild hi. Um, so we're going to talk to them about sports. I know that a lot of uh, parents who are considering getting into homeschooling, that's something they can kind of get hung up on because it's it, it can be a complicated road. Like, what if my kid doesn't have all the opportunities that they want to have? And anyway, we'll get into all that because I don't know anything about that and I'm excited to learn. Um, but first off, Bree, you want to go ahead and hit us with a tip of the day? Yeah, sure. So uh, as Jay was just saying, a lot of homeschoolers are kind of worried about finding opportunities for their students. And Karen and Harley are going to encourage us on some of that today. And I was looking for a quote that would be relevant for today's topic. And I found this from Francis Bacon. A wise man will make more opportunities than he finds. I felt like that was pretty relevant to homeschooling because if we can't find the opportunity, we often do make them. Um, and so, yeah, I'm excited to get into this with the girls today because um, whenever I was a receptionist at Home Life Academy, I would get, you know, all those initial questions. And I frequently got the question about um, what if my student is currently playing sports in public school and we're considering homeschooling, are they going to have to completely stop pursuing that? I was never the one to answer the question. I always redirected it to someone else who could answer it. Um, but it is a frequent question. And so we kind of want to ease some of those worries today. And um, we're going to let Kara and Harley kind of share their own experiences because they've both been very active when it comes to sports. So you want to get started on some of these questions? Yeah. Um, I think the way we'll structure it today, we pulled a few questions that we were going to ask, but I'll kind of let them drive a little bit. It's so bizarre having four people in this studio. Like all of a sudden the studio that seems so large is very small now. Uh, also, I'm in the shortest chair that exists and I'm, I'm kind of stretching my back. So you can hear my really good posture. It sounds so good. Your posture yeah. sounds so good. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm talking different because I'm sitting so tall, but I'm loving it. Um, okay. Hey, thank y'all for being here. <laughs> yeah. Can we just start by y'all tell us what sports you've been playing since you've been homeschooled? I've only played volleyball. Uh, well, I did play soccer once, but I do not like outside sports, so I stopped that really <laughs> <laughs> The old sunshine. Yeah, no, doesn't work. Um, mild asthma, it just doesn't work out. Um, I played volleyball and softball. And can you guys go ahead and tell us how old you are and, like, what year you're in and all of that? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm 18, and I am a senior. I'm about to graduate in May, so. Same for me. I'm 18, <laughs> a senior, about nice. to graduate. And y'all were both homeschooled, like, the whole deal, right? She the wasn't. I was homeschooled from when I was born, I guess. Yeah, I've, I haven't yeah. gone to a public school or a private school, really. Um, I went to public school from, like, Pre-K to second grade, and then homeschool oh, okay. for the rest of it. So. Okay, cool, cool, cool. 
Okay, so how did you both get started playing sports? We can start with Harley. Well, I started playing softball when I was like six years old, and it's kind of stuck with me ever since. And then um, one year I broke my foot and I couldn't play softball <laughs> in Oof. middle school because it was in the fall. And so I was like, i got to find a different sport that won't hurt my foot. And so um, that's when I started playing volleyball. How did <laughs> there must be something I don't understand about inherently about volleyball because it seems like you still do foot stuff. You would well, with softball, you're more likely to since my foot was freshly like healed. If I got hit in the foot with the like uh, a pitch from softball or like someone was running with cleats and stepped on my foot or something, that would have been really bad. It's but, less likely to happen yeah, with, with volleyball. volleyball you're not as likely to get stepped on on your foot. And if a volleyball hits your foot, it's not going to hurt nearly as bad. I guess, yeah, that makes sense. Well, I've seen Haikyuu. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show. And then how about you, Kara? Um, yeah, so when I was, I think, 12 or so, I started playing volleyball. I got started because, um, well, I've actually, like, loved volleyball like since I was little. Like, people at my church would play it, and we would go to camps and stuff, and everyone would play it. And that's how I learned to play. And then I got really interested in it. And so in Jackson, the homeschooler communities kind of like the people like in my area started to make a volleyball team so that the middle school girls could play who wanted to play um, and kind of started that up. And Harley and I were on that team since 2015. Yeah. That's, a, I think, a good point because there are a few different options. And again, I don't know all the details of it, but homeschoolers can sometimes get in with their local school district. Sometimes um, public schools in the area will accept homeschoolers on their teams. And if that's not an option, then there are things like what uh, Karen Harley are talking about where you can form a homeschool league. Um, and some some students play with their church uh, teams as well. So there are some different options. Uh, with softball, Harley, do you know which way? Um, with softball, through middle school, I just played, like, um, county ball, where you okay. would just have, like, individual teams. You'd make them up yourself, and you could be whatever you want. Like, one year, I was, uh, we were the Minions. It was really cute. <laughs> we had Minions on the front of our yellow shirt. It was great. But... Um, through high school, I've been playing um, with a uh, Catholic school, Sacred okay. Jesus High School. And a lot of schools here um, are very welcoming to homeschoolers to join their sports. And so it's it's been pretty easy for me with that. Yeah, that's really good to know cool. um, that there are some different options just depending on where you live and what's going on in your area. So I, our next question on our list here <laughs> is what has been your favorite sport? Sounds like yeah. we've kind of maybe Sounds already like got the Kara, answer. Yeah. My yeah, favorite sport is volleyball. I mean, it's always been volleyball. I love it. Um, mine's softball. Volleyball is a close second, but softball will always have the top spot. Nice. Um, we don't have to spend a ton of time on this, uh, but I, I was just interested in uh, what are y'all's plans with sports for the future, if there are any, or do you have any plans to continue to pursue sports? Um, I know that there is a group that recreationally meets at um, at a church local that has a gym in it, and uh, they meet every Tuesday at like 6.30 to play and stuff, and they just have enough people where they can just play back and forth. I know I'm not going to college, necessarily that I plan on at least so I wouldn't be able to do I wouldn't be able to join a college team and really further that but I would like to play recreationally and like 
still uh, hone in on my skill. Cool. Um, for me, I am attempting <laughs> to uh, pursue softball um, in college, but one of the negatives of being a homeschooler with that is I didn't really know about all these like college camps until this past year from other people who um, have been able to know that stuff and whatnot. But um, I learned about it this year, my senior year, so I wasn't able to communicate and learn how to communicate with the colleges like I need to. So I may not. Yeah, go for it. A lot of um, sports stuff that you have to do with when you are doing a sport and you're homeschooled, you have to do a lot of it for yourself. Like you can't just rely on um, someone to tell you. You have to look into those things to be able to know when to. So like Mm -hmm. if you really want to pursue doing a sport like full time and stuff after high school, you have to you have to put those steps like your school won't. You don't have a school or a counselor that's going to tell you or a coach, really, that has those connections as much. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the struggle. At that's least a really that good piece had. of advice. Yeah, I was going to ask if you could maybe give some advice to people, you know, whether it's stuff that you feel like you've done right or stuff that you've missed out on. Like, is there any sort of advice you would give to current sports playing students? Yeah, I mean... The struggle that I've had all through middle school is that our team didn't meet up every day. And that was a disadvantage because every team we played against were public, like they were public schools or private schoolers. And so every day they would have to have a practice after classes. So after their school day, they would practice every day. And that's a huge advantage when you are really like working out every day and getting more muscle. So like if, For me, like, I would have to go to the gym every day that I'm not practicing just to be able to keep up with that standard, which is, like, super hard because the rest of your team might not be doing that. So it's really hard to have a balanced team that way. Um, But, I mean, you can just be the best player you can and practice outside of practice. Yeah. Um, I would say start advocating yourself to colleges as soon as possible. Because the sooner you can get colleges to look at you, the better. That way they know and they can keep a better eye out for you. And try to be sure in what you want from a college and what, especially sports-wise, um, and just work hard for it. Because yeah. a lot of like sports things, like um, for softball, it can be difficult trying to get to that level. Because I met uh, one of their freshmen at a D1 school, and she could hit, she hit like 12 home runs in a row. And she could just keep going because she would hit off the tee like 200 balls a day. What? Yeah. And so it's like, of course, she's going to get into a D1 school. And if you want to be at that level, you got to show that kind of commitment. Yeah. And you got to be sure in yourself uh, to colleges. Another hard thing is that, like, you have to not be down on yourself, like, because, I mean, you don't practice as much when you're in this, like, in my experience, like if you join, if you're a homeschooler and you join a public school team and you go to practices every day, that's completely different. Or if you're in a club team and you practice three times a day for four hours, like it's just depending on how much you're working in it. But if you are given the circumstances of only being able to practice two times a week for two hours, I mean, you have to give yourself grace and understand that that's the best you can do and you don't have to be the greatest team out there. Yeah. You just have to do what you can. So you have to, like, give yourself grace. And when you see – I know for me it was really hard. I went to a camp at Union for volleyball, and there's all of these girls here, all of these girls who are from everywhere in the United States coming, and they're doing, like – 
and you're sitting there and you're just like amazed at what they're doing like they're spiking it all the way in the right corner and you're like how did you do that it's just yeah. hard to I mean it makes you want to be better but yeah. it's really hard to watch that from like your p- point of view when you're not as good because you can't practice as much so yeah. it sounds like networking is a really big thing too because if you guys had known about those um, camps and things like that, you could have been forming those connections early on. Yeah, yeah. and diligence. I mean, yeah. just yeah. if you really care, if you really want to, you gotta put in the work. Yeah, and even if you're an introvert, you gotta push yourself because that's one of the things I struggle with with being an introvert. I'm not good with people I don't know, and so trying to talk to all these, you know, coaches I have no idea who they are that is like already intimidating plus when you're not good at talking to people you don't know anything about it's like extra pressure <laughs> but just like teaching yourself to be communicative and you know yeah so I think that you guys have kind of breached this subject a little bit but what are some valuable lessons that you've learned through playing sports so many <laughs> so many um, I would say I would definitely not be the person I was. I, I, I am. <laughs> I would not be the person I am today if it wasn't for sports. Because they teach you respect, especially like if you have a bad coach and you still are able to show them respect. That's a huge and great thing to have. Um, I had to deal with that last year. But um, another thing is like diligence and finding a way to keep yourself positive even on the really difficult days. Um, being encouraging, being a team player. Now that'll help in all aspects of life, with friends, with work, everything. And um, I would say softball and volleyball have really shown that and had really taught me that as well. I have heard about you, Harley, that um, your teammates talk about how you're a really good encourager. They are always excited to have you there because they know you're going to cheer them on. Um, And I think that that is obviously something that you've learned from being a good sport (laughs) in sports but I also think that that says a lot about who you are as a person if people can depend on you just to encourage them (laughs) no I yell at them (laughs) I yell at them in the nicest way um, it's funny because last year it became a thing with the blues you know um the um the umpires for people who don't know I didn't, so I'm glad you said The umpires in softball, um, they have, like, their own, like, little community, kind of, and um, word spread about how loud I am, (laughs) and they're like, like, oh, so this is the loud one, (laughs) 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 because I literally scream, and sometimes when I'm, like, yelling during a game, I sound like an auctioneer, because my words just blend together, and I'm just yelling. (laughs) If you ever go to one of her games, and she's not on the field, and you just, like, you're like, where's Harley, where's Harley, just wait until like like just wait a little bit and you'll hear her you'll yeah. hear, she gets a southern little accent and her voice <laughs> at the end of it goes like ah, it's like <laughs> i did a lot of yelling last year especially since i broke my hand i was in the dugout the whole time yeah i had nothing else to do <laughs> well that shows a whole other gone. level of commitment to showing up even when you can't play yeah, yeah. uh what about you kara what are some um, valuable lessons you've learned through sports Yeah, well, I would say this one isn't necessarily about playing sports. It's about, like, your team, I guess. But, like, not to judge a book by its cover. I mean, there's so much drama that goes on in sports, like, with people, obviously. (laughs) Um, Volleyball is a very, very team-oriented 
type of game. Like, softball, yes, but it's not as much as volleyball. You're on the court, close-knit with these people. You have to communicate. You have to know whose responsibility it is to get that ball up and stuff. And so, I mean, not judging a book by its cover, there's so many girls that would come in, and I've been on this team for seven years. There's so many girls that would come in and... I would hear so many bad things about them, like so much drama that just went on, and so I was like, do I need to believe that? Do I not need to believe that? And then, like, I would believe it, but I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm not going to like this person or trust this person because of that. And then, like, later I'd figure out that that wasn't even true, and I was like, yeah, this just needs to, like, chill chill out a second. <laughs> like, there's so much drama going on, and I saw all of it unfold, because I was there the whole time with all these new girls, and it's just, like, so crazy to me how that, like, happens, but I've really learned not to judge a book by its cover by that, because I actually made a really good friend with someone who, like, everyone was like, oh, no, she's not nice, she's not a good person, and all that kind of stuff. She's so sweet, And, like, though. she's literally the sweetest person in the world. Like, we're, like, best friends now, mm-hmm. and... It's, it was a very good lesson to me, because I, that was a very big part of my, like, high school life, and I was like, wow, okay, people are not nice. <laughs> Some people just really want to make drama for no reason, and that's, that's a big part of sports. Um, yeah. Another valuable lesson is um, supporting and encouraging your, your teammates and the people around you, and I learned... I mean, that transfers over to my everyday life is being able to encourage people in what they're doing throughout their day. Um, You have to do that when you're on the court and someone makes a mistake. They always blame themselves or they get mad at others. And if you make sure that they feel like they didn't do something wrong and that mistakes just happen, it, um, it really helps the morale on the court and it really helps. I mean, we've won games just because people are like that. Just because someone makes sure no one feels bad about what they're doing. Yeah. So that really helps. Also having relationships on the court helps. Yeah. Not being distant with anyone helps a lot. Yeah, you gotta, even though like you're an outsider sometimes with school sports, you gotta make yourself a part of the family. With softball it's a bit more difficult, especially for me because they all go to the same school. And um, there was one point where I was like, it was only me and one other person who were homeschoolers. And so it was like, oh, well, you're, and it's always been like that, even with Dixie Ball. Um, I'd only make friends with like one other person, but with high school, you're stuck with like a team for four years, unless you're going to like take a year off and then go play it somewhere else. And so just making relationships with an already made family can be difficult but it's it's so rewarding though and it it, the girls on my softball team they're so sweet they're so great (laughs) so what is some advice Harley that you would give to some students who maybe are going to get the opportunity to play with an already established team Um, maybe they're also playing with students who go to school together what's some advice you would give them for learning to connect with others um don't be afraid to introduce yourself don't be afraid to say hi and get to know other people and sometimes they'll talk about like drama that's happening at their school just stand there and listen be like oh my gosh really (laughs) you don't know who any of these people are but sometimes when you get to learn like the most random drama about people you don't know. It's kind of fun. (laughs) Well, I I do think that can be a valuable piece of advice of, you know, you always have the opportunity to just walk away and sit by yourself. But choosing to allow yourself to be a little bit uncomfortable and um, be a part of the group 
Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to be able to connect if you don't make that effort. So I think that's yeah. good advice. That is good advice. Like to be, as the homeschooler, you will always be sort of the active pursuer. That's pretty, I've just never thought about it that way. And that's, yeah, you really, you really important. do have to, or else, I mean, that's kind of the stereotype of homeschoolers is that like they're antisocial and don't do anything. <laughs> I know like the 4-H club, all of those people are outgoing because they have to be, they have to, um, do that because they're they're pushing themselves like those people are committed the people in 4-H are committed <laughs> like I was there and I was like wow okay mm, I'm not that committed I don't think <laughs> <laughs> just pushing themselves out like that it's important we haven't really touched on this very much but here in the last little bit I'd love to talk about your relationship with your parents uh, and how how they have helped you through this and if there's any advice you have for other homeschool parents out there I think most of our listeners are probably homeschool parents so if, yeah if you have any advice for them um my parents and my relationship with them um, has been well especially with sports it's brought us a bit closer because they they're always there um unless like there's something that they can't make it to and usually it's only like one or two games but like they're always there and it's really great to have them be so supportive um Especially this last year, they've spent so much money on me for sports, getting me all these college camps and everything, because they want me to be able to pursue this, and they want me to be able to enjoy myself and have the fun that sports does bring me, and so um, it's been really great, and I can always hear my dad during a game, because he'll be like, come on, knucklehead, get your head in the game, or he'll give me a look, and I'll just be like, go away. (laughs) He'll give me one of those looks, because I know I messed up, and he knows I messed up, and I'm like... You don't have to tell me. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're always there and it's I think helped us have a closer knit relationship. I love how homeschooling and sports allows parents to show up. You know, you think with homeschooling parents have to be around, right? That's that's kind of how it all works. Um, but whenever your students are playing sports, you don't have to be at every single game. And so it means something when you show up. And I think that's a pretty powerful opportunity for homeschool parents. What about you, Kara? Some thoughts? Well, whenever I started, I know in middle school, like my mom is super busy and uh, my dad has a hard time like getting out and stuff. So I know that um, my older sister would always drive me to my practices. And then when I got my license, I would drive myself to practice and stuff. But I know that my mom, whenever I would tell her I had a game, she would try her hardest to make it there. And when she was there, it was really nice. I didn't have um, parents that were really obsessed with sports, um, (laughs) which is like, there are some people, like I've seen a bunch of parents, a bunch of homeschool parents, um, the stereotypical soccer mom with their kids. No, oh my goodness, like dads. Oh, <laughs> oh my yikes. goodness. Yeah. There are some moms. Okay, soccer mom is completely different than volleyball mom. <laughs> completely. Volleyball moms are terrifying. Okay, <laughs> there was on our team um, this girl, and her mom like act like she knew everything about volleyball and was like acting like she was like part of the coach like she was the assistant coach and everything was always telling the girls what to do and like would push over the coaches and the coaches wouldn't do anything because like this woman was just so aggressive about it (laughs) and she was like she acted like she knew everything and she never even like played she's never played it was just her (laughs) daughter and her daughter had the biggest ego because of it Her daughter had the biggest ego on the court, off the court, 
and thought she knew everything. And it was like, it, it's just, don't be that person. <laughs> if you've never played that sport, don't, don't act like you have. I mean, if you've done the research and you know things, I mean, that's still different than actually playing a sport and having that muscle memory and the actual experience of doing it. But, I mean, researching is always good for a sport. If parents want to research and know, I mean, how the game works, that's really helpful. And it's also comforting to a child, like to a student who's playing. It's comforting to know that your parents know what you're doing. Um, but don't don't be the helicopter parent that, or the pusher that's always like, you need to do, don't get angry at your kid yeah. if they mess, if they make a mistake, especially if they've just started a new sport or something. Yeah. And don't be just be like, supportive. Yeah, be supportive. Um and I I know um one of my friends she has um a dad and he's very like on top of her about sports. Like he was he was a former coach of mine. And he had yelled in her face during a game to get her head out of her butt. Like it was it was it was bad. He it was so bad and just don't be that kind of parent. If you want to be a parent and coach, don't be the favoritism parent, <laughs> coach, and don't be the overly hard one. But yeah, supporting and researching, knowing what your your kid is um, interested in, definitely makes that kid more interested in what they're doing. You know, yeah. not to say that if you're a sports like parent that you aren't supportive. Just you know, maybe don't tell them. They're doing an awful job. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, Maybe put that on ice. Put that, it's like, put that yeah. in the back burner and never take it out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Positive criticism. Positive criticism. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to speak. <laughs> well, I think this has been good. Um, yeah, been good I think stuff. it's good for parents to know that there are options out there. It's good to know that um, there really are some important life lessons that students can gain through sports. And I do think it's important um, for parents to know what uh, helps their students the most when it comes to the parents' outlook on those sports and that encouragement. Um, it's a great opportunity just like Pretty much everything else is within homeschooling. It's a great opportunity to build relationships with your kids and to also help them help propel them forward into the adult that they want to be. Uh, because whether they decide to pursue those sports or just pursue those valuable lessons, uh, it's going to have some lasting effects. And it can have positive lasting effects. Yeah, true. So thank you guys so much yeah, for being for with us. us. Thanks. This has been fun. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Hey, any announcements we need to make before we jet out of here? I know you got to be somewhere. Don't forget about HCF. <laughs> yeah. Anytime. That's us, Homeschool Care Foundation. <laughs> okay, well, I guess then for Homeschool Care Foundation, we're just going to go ahead and sign off, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. The really nice music is going to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of phase us out. All right, thanks, y'all. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.